Hello, everyone. My name is Jordan Melnick. This is our first podcast. I'm here with my friend Jamie Wiseman. What's up? It's Jamie. What's up? So today we're going to be talking about three important topics, especially since the corona pandemic. First, we're going to talk about the extremely eventful two free agency days that we've just had. Then we're going to talk about uh, the coronavirus, about the sports have been delayed, how the XFL, NBA, and NHL have been canceled, and other crazy stuff. And then we're going to talk about the new NFL rule changes, the new CBA rules, the allowed to use weed and other stuff. I hope you guys enjoy. Okay. Well, let's start off with probably the worst trade that I've seen in a long time. DeAndre Hopkins to the Cardinals. What a terrible trade, Jamie. I mean, they gave up rubbish. I mean, they gave up a second round or fourth round in David Johnson. For a top three receiver in the league. It just doesn't make sense. And Joe O'Brien obviously has a plan, but I don't know if it's good. Jamie, what do you think? What was the mindset of Bill O'Brien when he made that trade? Honestly, the only possible thing that he could be thinking is trading up for a receiver like Jerry Judy or CD. Maybe he could be thinking of cap space. Something like that, that probably. That doesn't make sense because they're they're a team that can be in a win now mode with Sean Watson, DeAndre Hopkins. So Will it, Fuller, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. It's just it's just really crazy that that happened. Okay, the next thing I want to talk about, and this really hits home because I've been a diehard Pats fan since I was born. Brady's leaving. I, I, I always expected it to happen. Since this whole thing started, I've always thought it was going to happen, and I know most people didn't, but it was always something that I believed would happen. This was, I, I knew it was going to come soon, but I really thought he was going to retire before he changed. But, you know, he's expected to go to the Bucks. You know, he's going to go to his hometown. Well, not his hometown. Well, very close to his hometown in the same state. Super Bowl's happening in Tampa Bay in his stadium, so that could be really cool. I mean, I'm really happy for him, but it's just it's really upsetting for what happened. Yeah, like, honestly, though, I thought when he's going to move teams, the second I saw that the Raiders were not going to go straight on for him, I I, I just, I knew, I genuinely thought it was going to go to the Chargers because a big-time player like him, Giselle, his whole family, you'd think he'd want to live in L.A., the big bucks, but instead I he mean, chose to go to Tampa Bay. What's actually, I don't know if you knew this, but um, Brady actually has a house in Florida, which he's had his whole life, and his family actually lives half in Boston during the season, but in the south of the season, he actually lives in uh, in Florida, so it's not that big of a change for him, actually, but still, it's just very unfortunate. I don't know, I was just expecting someone like LeBron, for example, to go to the big city, where they can yeah. retire and get all the attention, where you wouldn't think that he would go to the Bucks, but yet they do have assets. They have Mike Evans. They have Goodwin. They have OJ Howard. He has stuff around him that they can win games. I got a question on this topic. Is this going to affect Godwin and Evans' fantasy production in a better or worse way? Honestly, I think in a worse way because Brady is a lot smarter quarterback than James Winston. He's going to throw a lot less interceptions, but he's also going to be a lot less. It's going to give them a lot less targets because he's going to be a lot less reckless with the ball. No, throw a lot more checkdowns. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Jameis Winston threw it. He was blind. He threw it with his eyes closed. He threw it up, trusting his star receivers. Brady is someone who's going to think it out, and that's why I think that their fantasy production will one hundred percent go down. Yeah. Um, and maybe their numbers will be the same, but they won't be getting 
15 catches a game, and they won't. They also won't be attempting 50 passes a game. Yeah, they they they're gonna run the ball more. I think now they're gonna be like just a lot smarter with it. Here, yeah. The the next thing I want to talk about Cam Newton. So so the Panthers um, earlier today uh, put put on Instagram. We've given Cam Newton permission to take a trade, and Cam Newton responded with, "Stop with the wordplay. I never asked for it. There is no dodging this one. I love the Panthers to death, and will always love you guys. Please do not try and play me or manipulate the narrative." and act like I wanted this. You forced me into this. Love, Cam. So I think the Panthers are trying to make Cam Newton look bad, but I really don't think it's his fault. I, I, I think it was time to go. He was injury-prone, but I really think he's got still has got potential in the NFL. I mean, one MVP about I want three him to go to ago. my Bears. I want him. Hmm. Look, I mean, someone like a... Chubisky, who is garbage, okay? I... I'm a Bears fan. I don't care. He's terrible. But if you get someone like Cam Newton for maybe three years who can help the Bears win now and also mentor someone like Trubisky who can have that same style of play if he works on his running, he can be a good quarterback in three, four years when he's learned about the game more and is a lot more developed from a veteran like Cam Newton. I, I think I think about Cam Newton, I think if he played a bit less reckless, like – is he honestly, and I know that sounds crazy, he kind of reminds me of Taysom Hill. Okay, like, he likes reckless to take scared to dive on fumbles in the Super Bowl. Don't forget that. Maybe oh, yeah, but... That was a while back, Jamie. Can't talk about that. Okay, the next thing we're going to talk about, Jameis Winston. We just talked about Brady. Now we're going to talk about Winston. Is Jameis, he's not expected to become a starter, but will he become a starter in the end? Well, look, obviously, if he stays on the bus, he's not a start. So I think... There's no real big, like there hasn't been much reports about big about real teams going after him to be a starter, but mm-hmm. I think it's such a long shot. But the only team that I could maybe even believe going for him as a starter is someone like Bill Belichick and the Patriots because they can maybe look at him and say that's potential, that's raw talent. But I, other than yeah. that, I don't see him as a starter anywhere in the league. I really James don't. Winston even has his picks. He's he's an MVP candidate. He he, he was a five thousand thirty thirty player. Like that's insane. But like if you take away those picks, he's MVP season. You know. Now, sure. but you can't just take those away. That's his mentality. That's how he throws. Mm-hmm. That's what makes him throw five thousand yards. Uh, honestly, before all this drama, I actually expected him to win comeback player of the year this year. Even though he had such such a good season, like I think he was going to be like. Like like a four thousand yard passer, thirty five, twelve picks, a crazy year. You're talking about next year. I was expecting him next year, like last year, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Well, very possible, but like, I don't know if he eliminated those picks. Yes, he'd be a top, literally a top ten quarterback in the league, but he's just reckless. Um. Yeah. The next thing we're gonna talk about the Patriots, my 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 children. Uh, what's happening with them? I mean, they just lost their quarterback, just lost tank. two of their best linebackers. You, you think they could tank? Of course they should. Trevor Lawrence, I'm telling you, he's going to be amazing. If they Try do tank. tank, who knows? If they get Trevor Lawrence, they're back to the winning team that they are. They're back to their winning ways. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence definitely. Uh, I, I heard from scouts. I saw on the internet he's supposed to be one of the best uh, – recruits since like Johnny Manziel who if you guys may not remember but he was like Heisman first overall pick crazy player you know 
Yeah, I, well, hopefully I, Trevor doesn't take that path. I think the Pats are still a first overall. I mean, sorry, a playoff team. Still very good. Best defense in the league. Well, it's been, there's been reports saying that one NFL team that is going to be tanking for Trevor Lawrence and has been reported that that is the goal is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Really? I actually didn't know about this. Because after them giving after them giving up on Calais Campbell, former Walter Payton Man of the Year winner, giving up Jalen Ramsey, AJ Bouye, Dante Fowler, Marcus Darius, Malik Jackson, they're going. They I, want Trevor, and I mean, although they just yeah, paid they, Nick they, Foles, they they paid Nick Foles, but they're going to get rid of him. I remember way back in, in the day, um, about four years ago, I went to a Pat's Gags game. Someone like Blake Bortles was like a rookie, so like a while back. And Jacksonville sucked, and not even a year later, they were in the AFC Championship. And if you may not remember this, they obliterated the Chiefs in the in the divisional round. Nobody expected that. And then they gave away their entire defense. When they were sacked as them, now they suck. So I think if there's one team to tank, it's them. Mm-hmm. Oh, last topic on the on the NFL. Uh, the Chargers, probably one of the most star-studded teams. What's happening with them? They signed Tyrod. They expect him to be a starter, but are they going to end up actually making the playoffs this year? Well, look, they had Tyrod this past year backing up Philip Rivers. He got close to zero playing time. But as we saw the year before, leading the Bills to that wild card game, he played amazing at that game in Florida against the Dolphins in that must-win game. And then, as we all know, Bengals fourth and eight, get the touchdown, win the game. There goes Bills to the playoffs. But Tyrod Taylor... Was clutch, and I actually believe in him. He's so athletic. I think he can be good if he's led and coached the right way. And look, they have assets: Mike, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen on the outside, Austin Eckler, Melvin Gordon. Who knows where Melvin's going? Who knows where Melvin's going to go? He's so unpredictable. But if he stays, you know, that defense can perform. Derwin James, Nick. I'm sorry, Joe, Joey, Joey, Joey. Look, they can be good. If you want to talk about athletic quarterbacks, can you please talk about Taysom Hill for one second? He's the Swiss Army knife. He is oh so good. Oh my god, here we go again. I, I love talking about him. He's just so much fun to watch. Look, he runs like a fullback, can catch like a receiver, and can sling it like a quarterback. It's everything it's, that someone can awesome. want, but he needs to find a way that he... And he's a perfect fit in the same. That's the truth, because Sean Payton's the only coach that would know how to use him in that, in that system. Honestly, I'm just saying, I think Bill could use him. I'm just saying. Bill. The Belichick. Oh, Belichick. Um, <laughs> Not Bill O'Brien. He's, he's, he's a dumb man. Well, I think the Saints are going to want to keep Jason on because they can do things with him. Oh. Yeah. Wait a minute. You know, I don't think we've spoken about Stephon Diggs yet. Oh, right. Stephon Diggs. He got traded. The Bills, I don't know how that's going to work out. Josh Allen, he isn't, so I wouldn't consider him a gunslinger. I wouldn't consider Stephon Diggs a deep threat for someone like him. I think he needs a big arm quarterback. But who knows? The Bills want to win. This, I think Stephon this, Diggs can help them. I, I, I think the Bills may actually win the AFC East this year, even though I'm a Pats fan. Um, 100%. The Bills, well, the Dolphins, I think, can be a come out, can be a story. I really think they could make some noise, regardless of what their team looks like, Devontae Parker. Who knows, they draft Tua or Justin Herbert. They can do something. I love their coach. I love Brian Flores. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. They can make a splash. No pun. But just the Bills. I mean, I, I was watching them at the end of the year because I wanted to see who who's going to win that AFC top spot uh, uh, in the AFC East. And they were just so excited. John Brown, I mean. Yeah, and Josh Allen making crazy plays in defense. I don't think represents them. I think they can be a big time team, and I think that they can be able to win 12 games, regardless of how that game went. So, yeah. yeah. I think that wraps up the free agency and the trades. Uh, now let's move on to our next uh, I think that's next taken over our podcast. Corona. <laughs> Coronavirus. So the pandemic that's taking over our lights, the coronavirus. So a couple big news because of it. Well, first, a bunch of sports have been delayed. Uh, XFL has been canceled for the year. NBA, NHL, uh, the MLB season is going to be pushed back. Uh, the French Open, like almost everything. I mean, you, you're you're actually you're ranked in Canada, so you know about uh, tennis. How, how does it make you feel about sports, uh, tennis, Honest, and golf? Okay, well, first of all, hearing about the French Open being postponed to most likely September 20th, I think is one of the worst decisions the ATP has ever made for so many reasons. First of all, that's right after the hardcore season. So all these players are going to be coming back from the U.S. Open, from all these tournaments that are going to be re- – that I mean, all these tournaments are going to get rescheduled till then and tournaments in August, like Montreal, Toronto, Cincinnati, D.C., etc., Atlanta. So all these players are drained because that's the time where they're going all in, U.S. Open, little break after that, and then indoor season, and then ATP finals, end of the year, right? So them adding the clay court, it just doesn't make sense. I think that they should have made a bit of more of an effort and waited until May when it's usually scheduled and then made a decision later on then. Because now there's players like Roger Federer, Nadal, who are older and who are, you know, getting injured a lot more, and it's a lot tougher for them to be playing back-to-back-to-back weeks, especially in three- to five-set matches. So I think that this is going to limit the amount of star power playing in the French Open. I think it's going to limit people wanting to go after all this tennis. I feel like people, it's going to affect the attendance. It's going to affect people watching on TV and the amount of players that are going to want to play in it because it's going to beat up their bodies. It doesn't make sense. Uh, I'm not happy about it. And I think they made a huge mistake from it. But Mm -hmm. they can't do anything about it at this point. Yeah, I mean, coronavirus is just very bad. I mean, especially in Italy, Iran, China, all those places, like, they're, they're, they're locked down. They can't go anywhere. Um, so, what I want to talk about, uh, the my second favorite sport that I like to watch after football is basketball. And this is this is a sport that started it all after Rudy Gobert got coronavirus, gave it to Donovan Mitchell, who gave it to Kevin Durant, he gave it to three other players on his team. I mean, this is really bad. I mean, like, what are your thoughts on this? Honestly, it's it's surreal. I can't even I can't even wrap my mind around at this point. Like, the fact that the entire world, our schools are shut down, it's just insane. It's something that I could never imagine. It's a real life horror movie, and you know that whole Rudy Gobert touching the microphones. First of all, he was being a clown. He was first of all he shouldn't have been imitating the virus. Not not even that he didn't know that he had it, but for places like Italy and China, whose economies are crashing, well, the world, but economies are crashing from this, people are losing money. And I don't think it's something to be joking about or mocking. And mm-hmm. the fact that he had the virus is just insane. That someone, I mean, and then him yeah. giving it to his star teammate, Donovan Mitchell, like 
it was bound to happen that people in the NBA would get it. And what I think when the NBA canceled, it was like the pioneer. It it made all the other leagues take it a lot more seriously. And now, just 15, 20 minutes ago, we found out a player on the Ottawa Senators has the virus. So mm. honestly, it's it's surreal. It's something I can't even wrap my mind around. There's I, no sports to watch. It's a bad time. Yeah, I've, I've been for the last six days. It's been terrible. Um, I, I don't know if you knew this, but um, Rudy Gobert actually donated $500,000 for the coronavirus and sent some money back to France and because he I really did, that. he messed up bad. I, I saw that, and that's very generous of him. I 100% I think it's the right thing to do for someone like him, but I don't think it's going to cover up his actions. I don't. Because it's you can't call it his fault because there's bound to happen that someone will get the virus in a professional sports league, and it would cause a huge closing of leagues, and everyone would be sad, and it caused it. I knew that. You can't blame it on Rudy Gobert. But I think he was just careless. And as players and NBA officials said, he was acting careless around the locker room previously to that. If um, it's honestly um, it's terrible. But um, the MLB season um, that's also getting pushed back till when I forget when is it starting, Jamie? Do you remember? MLB season. It's supposed to be two weeks, but I think they added two weeks today. And also, I was just looking at someone. About, they were interviewing the Blue Jays manager, Charlie Montoya, and he believes that he was saying it in a positive way, but he genuinely believes that it can be as late as June 1st to the end of June, the start of it. And it's something that will really hurt the MLB just because it's going to mm-hmm. – usually the MLB, it's in the summer. That's when a lot of sports leagues like the NBA, the NHL, NFL, most of, most of their season is at a time when there's no other – professional sports leagues going on. And the only sports watching like baseball. the MLS. And, you know, everyone's watching baseball. It's entertaining. People are following their teams. It's a long season. People get attached. And this, if they start in June, it'd mean they're ending in almost January. Or I they mean, would cut the season down. But if it happens, that's going into the NBA season, the NHL season. Mm-hmm. Everything's starting over again. It's really, it would affect the amount of viewers once again going to their mm-hmm. events and watching on TV. Uh, I just want to hop back into the NBA. I don't know if you know, but they're actually planning on continuing the season starting in June and then restarting the season in December during Christmas. And then from now on, just continuing the season from December, which, you know what? I actually like the idea of that. You know why? Because just when the playoffs start and it's the end of football, by the time we reach by about the all-star break is when the NFL season is just about to end. And that's when the NBA starts to pick up and get even better. So I don't know how I feel about that. I think I like it. I think I like it. I mean, more sports to watch. I mean, like, our both our lives revolve around sports, right? Obviously. Yeah. And, like, something like this, like, it's been so boring. Like, six straight days without sports. Like, I've been having to watch old Tom Brady highlights. Like, it's terrible. Honestly, like, if the NBA does that, I don't know how I'd feel. First of all, I would love for them to continue this season, which... Honestly, I don't. I don't. I don't think it's possible at this point. But I, of course, I'd love to see it. You know, the whole fairy tale: LeBron wins for Kobe. Mm-hmm. Like we all yeah. want to see that happen, right? But I just, mm-hmm. I would. I think it would. It set back future seasons, and I think the NBA is more thinking about the future than right now. So mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think that they're going to go that far out of their way to finish this year, although it was coming up for such an entertaining year. You know. Eight spot mm-hmm. in the West, Zion possibly leading the charge, going winning Rookie of the Year only for the last 
bit of the season. Like it was gonna, it was bound to be on. Yeah, it's a fairy tale year. But exactly. I'm, but I don't think the NBA is pushing for it right now. I think they're being cautious and worrying about the future. I'm I'm very happy that all these pro sports have been taking precautions and caring more about player safety and fan safety than money. I mean, that's I find that very impressive. Yeah, I think that it. The leagues are being not they're not being selfish, but it's also they're not just being money driven. Mm-hmm. And also, um, I think I we're gonna end this topic, but one more thing I want to touch up on oh, the one XFL. Quick thing. Um, Gerald McCoy and the Cowboys have agreed to a three-year deal. Oh, they just happened, yes. But Coming let's just go back to the XFL for one second. I but wanted my no, DC no. defenders to win it all. They were gonna win it all. I was like, I was cheering for, for for the New York Guardians, but no, I'm just I got, saying, I got my defenders. Again, very smart for them taking precautions. They are so lucky that they're owned by multi-billionaire Vince McMahon because if it was the AAF, this would have been canceled instantly. It would have been folded. They would have folded. Mm-hmm. Thank God they have enough money to start it up next year because they just lost, again, millions of dollars. But Vince McMahon has confidence in, in the XFL, and I think that he could end up uh, bringing this back and turning this into a big league. Because I, I, I was actually watching that every weekend. I mean, football, the NFL was over. We have to watch XFL. Oh, okay, relax on the big. It was not going to be a big league. I don't believe I, it was not. Oh, but no. I agree. That if you look at the attendance numbers, it was it was nothing. But I agree. I was. It was something that I could turn on on a Saturday afternoon when nothing else was going on, and I could enjoy watching it. It was football again, so I enjoyed that. I enjoyed how they ran their social media. It was very entertaining. <laughs> and I, honestly, it's it's crazy. I think the, the, the NFL should, should adapt some rules from the AAF. Just saying. I don't know. I don't, honestly. Like the kickoff the, the NFL is the original football. We all know that. we're always It's always going to be like that. I don't think that they would adapt to a league like the XFL's rules. But I could see them adapting to like that new kickoff rule for safety reasons and for entertainment mm-hmm. reasons. But like they would never get rid of the extra point. Like It's okay. just... I don't think they yeah. would tap that much. Speaking about football in the NFL, we're just going to hop into our last topic, the NFL rule changes. Uh, so I'm just going to read some of the new CBA rules. So first, I'm going to read some of the important stuff. So in 2020, um, the there's two more playoff teams, one in the AFC, one in the NFC. Then in 2021, the NFL is the option from 16 to 17 games. And then if they move to 17 games, uh, each team gets a bye week instead of a fourth preseason game. Um, player salaries very important. Um, increase in minimum salaries. I think went from five hundred twelve thousand to one million. Huge increase. Drug policies very important. You're allowed to now smoke weed. There are people like Josh Gordon, uh, Percy Harvin, Rob Gronkowski, David Irving. A lot of important players went to retiring because of drug abuse. But now that it's allowed, no more suspensions could be very important. Um, rosters. Two more players can be added. Two more practice squad players can be added. And international games, there's no more than 10 games per season uh, per year. And if any team plays more than one, each player will get five grand for every game played. That's just a quick read of some of the rules. How does that make you feel, Jamie? Well, first, the weed rule. I think it's going to be a lure to players to either unretire, I guess you can call it, mm-hmm. or for players to be, I guess, less cautious, which I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. But I feel like it can open up players. But, you know, the extra playoff team, I mean, this year it would have been the Steelers, if I'm correct, in the AFC, and the Rams in the NFC. And that would have changed yeah. drastically because 
this year that would have put I don't know, it could have made a difference in the playoffs, for example. It would have made the Chiefs, Chiefs it would have made Chiefs play. play the Steelers in the first round, and which could have been a good game. Uh, I don't know. Okay, that's not the point. It's just that extra game, the wear and tear of having to play one extra playoff mm-hmm. football game mm-hmm. on a team is huge. So who knows what how it would affect the Chiefs. And in the NFC, Rams, I mean, let's be honest, I don't think they would have done anything. But again, it's the wear and tear. They got so much star power, though. Team. Whatever. Okay. They do have star power, but that's not the point. It's just the mm-hmm. wear and tear that it would that could cause. And it yeah. also, it it makes me wonder: Is it our teams going to put a lot more of a fight for that first seed for that buy? And mm-hmm. and will teams put a lot less of a fight up for that second spot? Will it not matter as much? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It can it can change the last two three games of the season by if they're starting their quarterbacks or their best players or how they're approaching these games, depending on if they want that first seed or if they don't care if they're in the three or the four or the two, because it's not like they're fighting for a bye anymore. So I don't know how I feel about that. Minimum salary, it's it's crazy. But, I mean, that's the world now. They're making lots of money, regardless of how much they're playing. But the NFL teams have the money to do it. So it's going to happen. That's all, I, that's all I have to say on the new rules. I mean, and the NBA, in case you didn't know, actually is stopping drug testing as well during this whole coronavirus hiatus. I don't, I don't know if that really is going to affect anything due to what the NBA season is right now. But that's that's just something to note down. So who knows how the NBA is going to be after this whole mm-hmm. no drug I testing? Can... Personally, I don't think I... anything's going to happen. I just want to speak briefly um, on, t- on some of the new rule changes. So, firstly, um, the weed, um, a couple of things. Rob Gronkowski actually said he, there's a solid chance he comes back if weed becomes uh, legal in the NFL. Um, a couple other things. Even though Josh Gordon is suspended, if he does get reinstated, he will be able to smoke and still play. And if you got, if you don't remember, he was a great receiver on the Browns. I mean, there are people like David Irving who actually had to retire extremely young to, to promote his weed. I mean, like to, to, to promote weed because like, he needed it. Uh, I mean, the CTE and the concussions are absolutely terrible. Um, the minimum contracts, yeah, the minimum contracts, I mean, that's a lot of money. I don't think that they should be getting that. I think it should still be less. And I know that sounds greedy, sort of, but I definitely think that starters, like so, so someone like Drew Brees, even though he's going to pay 25 times more than like a third-string left tackle, I mean, I still think, that these players should be getting paid um, less. Oh, and one more thing before I think we're going to end this podcast. I just want to talk about Tony Romo real quick. That is a very big contract for an announcer. Don't even get me started. I'm... Look, I mean, teams, teams want their big players. Networks want their big want their big names. Look, I'm not, first of all, NFL players going after him, I don't. He he got his bag. He did what he had to do, and now look, he's getting paid. So NFL players go after him. Look, he's doing what he's good at. But NFL players are doing what they're good at. But these networks, they have the money to pay him. He's first of all, we've all we've all seen his games. We've all watched games he's commentated. He's he's done a great job. And since they have the money for this, they want to lock him down. He will be the face of their commentating. Just how. For example, Drew Brees is the face of the is 
or could be the face of the Saints. It's it's the same thing. They wanted to lock them down just like the NFL locks down players. So I I just want to read some some stats out to you. So Mike Thomas highest fair receiver in league is twenty million. DeAndre Hopkins second highest with sixteen point two million. Tony Romo seventeen million to announce games. There's no danger for him. I think that's a bit crazy. It's crazy, but the industry has enough money to do it and they want to lock them down. So I understand why they did it. I don't know if it's the right thing to do. I don't think the NFL players should be going after him, but I understand for them to be disappointed or angry that he's being paid more than them because they're putting their bodies on the line every single week going out there in games while he's sitting in the booth. But he's doing what he does best at, just like the catching balls, which is the best thing mm-hmm. that they're at. Yeah. So, um, I think we're going to end it on this note. Uh, you got any final words, Jamie? No, that's about it. Well, I just want to say, everyone, thank you for listening to our first podcast. We really appreciate it. Uh, if you'd like to uh, DM us on Instagram, you can uh, you can DM Jamie at... Jamie underscore Wiseman underscore. Or... You can DM Jordan. At Jordan Ryan Melnick. Um we're happy to hear any feedback, any of that stuff. Um, and that's about it. Thank you guys for listening. Have a great night or day. Thank Bye. you.